0: Welcome back, everyone, to another Eat, Speed podcast, the most delicious podcast of the Metroplex. I'm Bud Kennedy. And Steve Wilson. You know, it is almost time for the Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival. We've been talking about it the last couple of weeks. There are so many new restaurants to talk about, too. But first, we want to get like, get on the festival because the, you know, the day is getting close. And, you know, we have a really, you know, Fort Worth's, crown prince of dining today we have the uh, the, uh, the the famous chef of fort worth and one of the guys who's really been a big supporter of the festival from day one john Bennell. welcome john oh thanks for having me glad to be here guys uh, now tell us a little bit you were in the in the festival from the very very beginning you've been one of the big people pushing for it supporting uh you know what's cool about the festival
1: You know, what I love about this festival is that it really speaks to Fort Worth itself. We don't don't fly in celebrities from all over the country. We decided to make the festival all about our local chefs, our local guys. We may bring wines in from all over the place, but we celebrate the Texas ones, too. You're going to get to meet Fort Worth's best culinarians from top to bottom. And throughout the weekend, it is an absolute just array of everything you can imagine from tacos to the fine dining stuff we have a blast with this one we
0: well, you know the big deal with this is that this brings in tourists it brings visitors to Fort Worth and people come in and they get to know about Fort Worth and the Fort Worth food scene I don't want to just pass through talking about uh, the festival and here's what you're going to be cooking without explaining that this is a big picture and that the uh, visitors bureau and the people who promote tourism Fort Worth are actually promoting food tourism and coming to Fort Worth for the uh, the unique and local chefs that we have here. Absolutely, and we have found that, that food is one of the number one
1: reasons people come to Fort Worth. It really, it took us a while to kind of compile the data, but you know, people love the museums, people love Northside, the stockyards are great, special events, but food is way up on the list of why people come here, and the festival is just a great way to display Every single bit of it, all over one weekend.
0: You know, I've been saying for years that people consider Fort Worth to be kind of a of a regional headquarters of like chicken fried steak and burgers and and uh, all things Texan. Even we have, I mean, we're now like a, a known as a capital of retro Tex Mex. We have like five old. Enchiladas in chili restaurants, like the original and and El Rancho Grande places that have yeah, already the
1: Phoenix, yeah, sure. pl-
0: places that have been torn down in other cities and and the uh, you know so we 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 have kind of a retro uh, in Fort Worth things that everybody else considers retro. They're just kind of our old standbys. Sure, here. We,
1: we've got the institutions, and that's one of the fun things about Fort Worth. It's a city that can hold on. If you've got a great restaurant, great flavors, and a great concept, it can last forever. We don't have to be on the cutting edge of the coolest, newest, greatest. That's going be you know yesterday's news next year but at the same time there's an entire fine dining scene there's a culinary edge that 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 happens here as well the entire gamut can be found in fort worth we now have thai cuisine lots of them we've got ethnic restaurants we've got everything from ranch cuisine from the tex-mex and chicken fried steak all the way up to the fine dining spots and i'm telling you the festival is where you can see every bit of it
0: well the festival's Expensive. It's a $450 ticket for the weekend, but that's just about everything you can eat and drink, stuff yourself for four days.
1: I mean, that is nonstop four days, all you can do, entertainment's included.
0: It looks like there are still general admission tickets available for all the events. Some of the VIP events are sold out. Which events are you specifically in, and what are you cooking?
1: So Bonnell's Restaurant will be at the main event. I can't tell you exactly what we're making. We're still tweaking our final uh, final dishes there. But we'll be sampling out at the main event. And that one is probably still the biggest as far as the number of food items, the number of uh, alcoholic beverages you can taste. It is hard to get all the way around. I challenge anyone to hit every single booth. That's a, that's a feat that's not to be... Uh, Uh, understated
0: that's the night of april 5th at heart of the ranch i've never mentioned that that this is all at heart of the ranch
1: this year we're doing every bit of it at heart of the ranch every event except for desserts after dark i think correct that's the only one that's
0: moving yeah Uh, and desserts after dark we should say is at whiskey ranch whiskey ranch that's right
2: with tx whiskey and everything made every every dessert with tx (laughs) whiskey and then some
0: yeah. And, and what do you think went into the decision to uh, move everything to Heart of the Ranch? It's just going to make
1: the entire event more co- more cohesive and keep us from having to move all over the place.
0: And so everything will be set up and just shift in whatever other booths and companies right. there are. It will just
1: kind of reset each day. Um, We will also participate as Waters Restaurant at the Culinary Corral. This is what replaced Rise and Dine. So you've got a brunch-inspired event, but lots of other activities all day. We'll be sampling that out. That'll be the following morning. That's lunch brunch on April 6th. Correct. That's the Saturday. And then uh, on Sunday, Bonnells will come back and do a Ring of Fire. That's going to be a blast. That replaced our barbecue event. Instead of just brisket and ribs over and over, everything, anything, hot. live fire. We got all. As long as you got some kind of fire involved, we can get as creative as we want on that one. It'll be a blast.
2: Well, I know so, you have like a big smoker. Are you thinking bringing that or? We're
1: going to bring the medium smoker. Medium smoker, okay. <laughs> the the big one's a little little cumbersome for that event but uh don't worry we but, will have a what plenty. are you
0: smoking is this, is this
1: it's going to be like oven pizza or what are you doing man w- once again we are not completely at liberty <laughs> to tell you because we're tweaking the final stuff and i don't i don't want to promise you one and then have us change an ingredient on you at the oh, end come but. on i'm trying
0: to get something out of you john i mean it's <laughs> only like <laughs> a week away or something right yeah, <laughs> like, when are you going to know <laughs> i'll she put it on know. facebook for you how's okay, that good all right uh, you know the stuff that you've been doing in fort worth i mean everybody knows Bonnells. you had a little bit of a re- refresh at Bonnells a few months ago yeah and we've, then, we've been and, there 18
1: years it was time to do a little bit of a renovation we kind of did an interior renovation kind of new floors new furniture yeah, redid the walls gave it gave it a nice coat of paint and an, a real upgrade and then this summer we're gonna uh, close down for a couple of weeks and
0: do an exterior renovation you know after close to 20 years it's it's just time you know, what um and what are people ordering now at Bonells? what's the trend now that that uh, that they didn't order 15 years ago
1: oh gosh you know what we finally had to do we, we find that there's, there's two different complaints that come up over and over one of them is i want to see something new i keep seeing the same old thing and the other is man, why don't you have this anymore? This was my favorite. So it, it, they were at odds with each other. What we've finally done now is the left page of the menu are Bonnell's classics that never change. And the right side is a seasonal menu that we change all the time. So what's always ordered, the buffalo tenderloin, our pepper steak there is the number one dish, the elk tacos, little fried quail legs. Those are classics that will never go away. They're guaranteed sellers every single day and night on the new side man people are looking for low carb they're looking for trendy they're looking for whole 30 whatever happens to be kind of cool and hip right now we try to start with local ingredients but we have to tailor them towards what's, what's kind of trending at the time.
0: I was at a catering that you did for the TCU library a couple of weeks ago, and I they had a steak that they told us was the buffalo tenderloin or something close to Yes, it, it was. Boy, that was, and I told everybody that was the best steak I've had in years in Fort Worth. And I this, appreciate and that. And this was at a catered event. Yeah, and usually it comes with those real thin fries. They're really good, too. That's right. Our truffled pump F- fries.
2: Fries, right. That's right.
0: Yeah, freedom fries. There we go. Steve, what do, you, do you have some questions about Bunnells or water? or anything going on? no i have the
2: waters question uh, basically you have this thing on facebook where you pose with fish <laughs> i don't know when <laughs> over that started and over again i don't know when that started but you know you, i mean there's all types of fish you kind of hold the fish up and smile it's and, so funny and sometimes Here's today's even, halibut <laughs> yeah and then sometimes you'll even have a, a pun contest of some sort absolutely
1: so this one just kind of evolved on its own i i always wanted to show that you know what we do is different um we're not we're not buying boneless skinless frozen fillets and you know just slopping it out we we buy fresh fish and i talk to the fish guys every day and one of the ways i i decided we, we try to portray that and, and show the public that we're doing something nicer was when the fish come in I'll, i held one up and said hey take a look at this red snapper you know and, and people kept making hilarious comments whenever i would show some you know hog nose or hog um Florida hog snapper with a crazy snout or a huge halibut they started making funny comments and I thought I got an idea what if I said all right funniest comment by six o'clock tonight I'll give you a bottle of wine and we've done this over a hundred times and the comments have gotten absolutely hysterical it's really been a lot of fun and I'll be honest I think on Facebook a lot of people are just looking for something that's not political that's (laughs) not religious no one's going to fight about it hey it's the fish game let's play that again (laughs) I've had a good time just you know pulling the fish out of the FedEx box from from being caught yesterday and coming up with a funny way to display them. And,
0: cool. of course, that's smart because if, if they comment, then it pushes your post up in their feed. The next time they open up Facebook because they comment on something else, they see you sooner and it's all they that see the with. next fish. Well, a lot of times you don't, you don't get to see
2: the actual fish look like to begin with because some of these fish look kind of odd (laughs) and that's for sure (laughs) and then uh, how big a halibut is also is another thing that is going like what the heck is that That, this looks like a table i mean
1: sure and it and it's become a running dialogue for us to kind of explain um how the seasons are going Uh, alaskan halibut season just opened last friday perfect excuse for us to say take a look first halibut from alaska here's a 60 pounder hey, October 15th coming up, you got stone crab season starting. It's a way of reminding everybody that, you know,
0: the seasonal fish game is, uh, you know, constantly evolving and changing you've got the new restaurant coming downtown we talked a lot about You know, there's going to be a new grocery store open on uh, on sixth in the first uh, on seventh building but you know you have a restaurant that replaces a couple of attempts at grocery stores that didn't make it you're bringing the buffalo wings downtown
1: we are bringing buffalo bros downtown so no worries for those of you around the tcu area that location is not going anywhere we love our original there but We thought it was time to do a second one, and right there on the corner of 4th and Throckmorton, we are building our hearts out until uh, probably June before we open the door.
2: Now, are you taking the whole space? I mean, because that place was huge. It's a big spot. We are going to seat a lot of people in this
1: one. It'll be uh, almost double the size of the TCU location.
0: Now, uh, I see promotions running for Buffalo to do uh, the the TCU location to do lunches and like uh, weekend things. Is that just to try to Uh, pump up when students aren't there I mean obviously nights and game stories game game nights are big so
1: sure big sporting events are always the best thing we can have and you know parents weekend things like that are great we love when the students are in town because they just frequent the place between classes before and after it's a it's a great crowd and we obviously put it on campus for a reason but when the students leave we've noticed all the regulars from the neighborhood they know exactly what the student calendar is, and they come flocking in because it's a little bit of a different crowd. So we, we kind of see a huge uh, a huge swing in, in our population when the students are there and when they're not.
0: But, and we talked to you about Bunnells, and, and you know, when we talk about Buffalo Bros, we you know we need to let everybody know, just remind everybody that you have a real Buffalo guy who, who helped start that. That's right.
1: Ed McOwen, who's uh, another chef who works uh, – we have worked together for over 20 years, even going back to the days at Randall's. Um, Ed's from Buffalo, and this was his uh, – concept from the beginning he kept saying if, if anyone did decent wings in this town we, we could make a killing I didn't realize what decent wings were. I I was happy with what we had. And uh, when he kind of showed me how they do it Buffalo style, I thought, I think think you got a winner. And people always ask, since we've been business partners on all of these restaurants, if we were brothers. So Buffalo Brothers, that's where the name came from. And uh, we were an officially recognized fan site of the Buffalo Bills and Buffalo Sabres. It's amazing to see guys, I mean, all the way from Oklahoma coming down for Buffalo games. uh, Those fans are as Rabbit as they could be, they, they love what they're doing.
0: It's a lot tougher to be in the pizza and wings business these days. There's a lot more competition out there.
1: Yeah, there's always going to be competition in uh, any of the sports bar kind of food, but very few sports bars make their food from scratch. So as far as doing your food from scratch, starting with fresh wings, the big ones, the good stuff, making your pizza, hand stretching your dough, not a lot of people are willing to do it because it's really cheap and really easy
0: to just buy the frozen stuff. John, I know there's so much to talk about. While we got you here, we want to talk about uh, Texas and BYOB on wine. And you're pushing the legislature to have it so you can bring your own bottle of wine in a restaurant that has a full bar. You bet. I was just
1: down in Austin um, testifying on this bill. It's a very short bill. Um, Craig Goldman put this one up. And all it says is they want to make sure that restaurants who have a mixed beverage permit that also sell alcohol— can allow a customer to bring in a bottle of wine and charge a corkage fee it's not mandatory it's not mandated it's an optional kind of a thing and the restaurants could charge as much or as little as they want for corkage fee and i think it's a great idea we want to make customers happy if somebody got married and has that one special bottle of champagne and five years later they want to bring it in i don't want to tell them no i'd love to tell them yes come on in we'll charge a corkage fee, but um we we brought it up right now it's still in committee hopefully it gets out of committee gets through the house and senate and the governor signs it but uh that's that's one of those i feel pretty strongly about if a restaurant only has a beer and wine license they can let you bring a bottle in but once you start selling hard liquor you can't and to me that's not a level playing field. and
0: that goes back to the old days of strict taxation and that you know texas only allowed hard liquor under the you know under the uh the rule would be heavily regulated and that they make sure that every bit of tax is collected off every bit of liquor sold. That's you brought correct. in your own, if somebody started bringing in their own wine, you know, who paid the tax? Well, you paid the tax when you bought it, but you know, would Texas still be collecting the right amount of tax?
1: Right, and to me, it's a, it's a no-brainer because the restaurants are going to do better business. you got guys who are in wine clubs, who are wine collectors, who are sitting at home ordering pizza and fried chicken because they can drink their wines at home. They would rather go to a restaurant, put the money into a restaurant. They're still going to pay for stuff. They're still going to buy extra wine. Then that bottle gets taxed. When they charge a corkage fee, they'll be able to charge not just sales tax, but liquor tax and that's all money revenue that's going to go to the state at the same time we have more freedom to make people happy so rather than drink that bottle for nothing at home why not let restaurants charge a little corkage fee get some extra tax money
0: for it you know we had a lot of john news on everything this week steve you have anything else to talk about mm-hmm. i noticed you had a brace on your knee when you hobbled in uh, is there any more
2: Ironmans coming up anytime soon uh, looks like i'm out for the season i had a acl surgery
1: um, gosh 10 weeks ago yesterday so i am probably not running i might be able to sneak in 5k's or uh sprint triathlons by october but it's going to be a little while so i'll just limp my way around and uh, maybe next year we look at some longer distance races
0: okay thank you our, our our great guest great chef john bunnell and we'll be back with more restaurant news next week on the eat speed podcast until then i'm bud get it
2: and steve wilson